I got to tell you this. I got to confess something to you here. There is this guy that I love. All right, hang on. Um, I really, I really love this guy because a lot of reasons. But what happens? He, he, there are these people who you just really don't like, and they're nasty, and they try to hurt people, and they try to kill people. And this guy who I love shows up, and his name is Jack Bauer, and he 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 will do whatever it takes. He will do whatever it takes, and and there's something you know whether it takes a drill bit to the arm. Well, that was the good guy. That was the whatever you know whether he needs whether he needs to you know to 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 get somebody to tell him whatever it is he needs to tell him to save our country and to save us from all these enemies and all these terrible terrorists and so forth. And and, and the show if you, the show's 24 for the unenlightened, and if you've been under living under a rock somewhere the last few years. One of the reasons the show is so popular, and it's a very popular show, I believe, is because they build a suspense. You get to, you know, I don't hate anybody, but you get to almost hating this person because he's so bad and he's anti-American and he's anti-Democrat, he's anti-Republican, he's anti-everything, America, anti-baseball, the whole thing. And, 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 and you just begin to hate him, and then all of a sudden, Finally, after, you know, sometimes an hour, sometimes two or three hours over the period of, of three or four weeks, Jack comes and, and just just tortures the guy. And inside and sometimes outside, I'm going, yeah, yeah. Now, what is it about us that we have this thing that when, when people who deserve it, we think, get their due, that sometimes we're not quite as demonstrative as I might be on Monday night, but... but we have that thing that says somebody got something bad happen. Oh yeah, and usually we won't do it like that. It was somebody really that person, that person that that screwed me over, that person that that fired me, that that ex wife or that ex husband, that ex this or that ex friend who who has said some terrible things about me, and and maybe I've never thought of them as an enemy, and maybe I don't really have an enemy's list, but they basically are that. If I would put it in real harsh terms. Something finally happened to them, and inside there's this little tiny voice sometimes that goes, yeah, I'm so glad. What is that about us? It's called fallenness, and it's not good. It's okay if it's fiction, but unfortunately, it's often not fiction. It often takes place in real life, and it has to do with... So when we talk about this whole thing, greater than our enemies... It, it can be, it, you know, you may not have thought of this person as an enemy. Maybe it's just a person who hurt you. Um, maybe it's, and maybe they intended to, maybe they, maybe they didn't intend to. Maybe it's, maybe it's somebody you know, maybe it's somebody you don't really know. Maybe it's a system, maybe it's a church. Sometimes that happens. A church that, that right or wrong, good intentions or bad intentions. They, they, there's a book, I've mentioned it before, it's called Churches That Abuse. Sometimes churches abuse, sometimes... I, I prefer to, to believe that I don't think they really set out to do that. Maybe they do, but I hope not. I don't think so. But sometimes they do that, and some people come out of that, and they call themselves recovering whatever, recovering Baptists, recovering Catholics, recovering, hopefully not recovering Renaissanceites or whatever you call them here. But, um, but it might be a system. You know, it might not just be a person, but maybe that system is personified by, by a few people. But we all have those those things that the, the Bible kind of refers to them as enemies. And they, you could, of course, take that in many different places. But um, 
we're going to talk about the fact that God is greater than my enemies, all right? Gandhi said this, and this is a great quote, it is easy enough to be friendly to one's friends, but to befriend the one who regards himself as your enemy is the, is the, the, the quintessence of true religion. The other is mere business. That's so true. Gandhi said it perfectly. Now, what Gandhi didn't say that I would say, I don't think you can do that without the power of God, and particularly Jesus Christ. So I want to explore this just a little bit and get you to think about these things, because there are, there are, people, there are people, and there are some sitting here today, who've been scarred in their lives by, by, by other people, systems, churches, and, uh, and, and, and you need to deal with it. And so that's, that's what we want you to do. I want to begin with something that, that I've done before here. If you haven't, I, want to, I just want to give it a little bit of airtime, so to speak, because it, it's so important when we talk about the subject of enemies, we have to deal with this. And I won't give it as much time as it deserves, because I have talked about it before. But if you're visiting or if you're fairly new and haven't, you, know, you may not have heard me talk about this, there was this guy named Joseph in the Old Testament. And he had 11 brothers. He was a favorite child. There was no question he was favored by his father, wrong, but it, I mean, it was the wrong thing to do, but he was favored. And as a result, his brothers got jealous. They, they uh, basically beat him up a few times, and then finally they beat him up, threw him in a, in a dry well, and sold him into slavery. And uh, all 11 of his brothers did that. About 15 or 20 years later, he resurfaces as the second most, prime, second most powerful man in the world, prime minister of Egypt second only to Pharaoh, through a whole system of things that, that had happened, just miraculous things, really. He ends up being this very powerful guy. He ends up face-to-face with his 11 brothers who had done this to him, who had done him wrong, as the song says. And um, they're kind of afraid, particularly after their father dies. They're, they're very much afraid, actually. And here's where, I'm just going to pick that up in, in Genesis chapter 50, verse 16. So they sent this message to Joseph. These are his brothers. Before your father died, he instructed us to say to you, please forgive your brothers for the great wrong they did to you, for their sin in treating you so cruelly. So we, the servants of the God of your father, beg you, this is his brothers talking, beg you to forgive our sin. When Joseph received the message, he broke down and wept. Then his brothers came and threw themselves down before Joseph. Look, we are your slaves, they said. But Joseph replied, this is so, so profound. Don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? Watch this, verse 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. God can work in your life through people who even have bad intentions. I mean, that's just an amazing passage to me. And I want to begin, begin this whole thing. God is greater than my enemies, and here's the, because he's God. Now I want to take it down a little, bit, a little bit more and talk about God is greater than my enemies, therefore how do I live? What difference is that going to make for me tomorrow? And I want to show you three very brief things when we talk about that, um, how we're going to live. Because God is greater than my enemies, whatever that enemy is. And I know it, it's, such a, it's such a difficult word, but we talk about enemies. But um, I think we can all think of people, and maybe they're only half an enemy. Maybe they only really didn't intend to hurt us, but they hurt us. Um, maybe it's, you know, you can just kind of think about it and probably don't have too, many, too much problem putting that. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's, God forbid, maybe it's a pastor. Hope not. 
but it does happen sometimes. Um, maybe it's you know, a close friend or that used to be a close friend. You can go on with that. You can think through that. So here's what we do. How do we live? Because God is greater than my enemies. First thing is we live without malice. This is huge. This is huge important. We live without malice. Um, God can give us the power to not harbor malice, to wish them well. Those of you who know me know that I'm a, just a kind of a ridiculous history nut. And uh, was reading, as I do a lot, about Lincoln, who's my favorite president. And um, it's just such a great uh, story in him. And, and what he did in his second inaugural, but these were by the, back in the days when inauguration speeches were like, you know, three or four paragraphs as opposed to this hour-long ridiculous repeat of the whole campaign stump speech and everything that, that we've been doing for years and years and years now. But back in Lincoln's day, and um, it was just a very short thing. And when he said to that crowd in that second inaugural, with malice toward none and charity to all, that was... That was there were people there who were stunned by that. They'd been through four years of hell, sorry, but that's all it was, murder and, and war. And, and they'd been through four years of that, and here he is saying, with malice toward none and charity to all. And it's also part, that's another story, but it's also part of what I believe and what I've seen and read. It was part of the, the, the sort of the journey that, that Abraham Lincoln was on. He, I, I believe, according to some of the authors that I've read, that he really came to Christ uh, as the president. As he, he entered the office as sort of distant, and then as all the troubles of the world are upon him, he, go, he, he did not think he went to God. And I, there are some writings that show that he... Uh, came to Christ through that whole thing. And that's why he could say something like, with charity for all, with malice toward none and charity for all. Of course, we also know one of the people listening that day was John Wilkes Booth. He obviously did not like that at all. Malice is such a, such a poisonous thing. So few people can really understand how, how bad it is. Um, let me show you what the Bible says. This, this, this is addressing that whole thing. When that business competitor goes under, and you go, yeah. When that person who said some unkind things to you five years ago has something bad happen to them, and you've got to wrestle with that thing inside, oh, how am I supposed to respond? Let me show you what the Bible The Bible's real clear about this. Proverbs 24. Don't rejoice when your enemies fall. Don't be happy when they stumble. Watch this. For the Lord will be displeased with you and will turn his anger away from them. Like, ooh, that's pretty powerful stuff. You don't, you don't have time for that. You cannot afford to do that. You can't afford that. Went through some things several years ago, and I don't know that they were enemies. They were friends, and they had, they had said some very hurtful things to me, and I was trying to deal with it in the right way. And a guy came along and said something to me because um, I was personalizing everything, you know, and and he said some things to me, and I don't remember exactly what he said, but I, I remembered that conversation when I read this next quote from Longfellow, who just puts it beautifully, as Longfellow could do. Uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow says this, if, you, if we could read, read the secret history of our enemies, we should find in each man's life sorrow and suffering enough to disarm all hostility. That guy or that lady that you have demonized or that you just feel like really hurt you... Listen, they are one hurting unit as well, and you, you, you can't forget that. And it should give you a great degree of compassion. So 
Sometimes it doesn't, but I mean, it, it, it would at least help to stop and think through that a little bit. Because God is greater than our enemies or my enemies, I can live without malice. I don't think I can do that. I'm going to say this about two or three times today. I don't think I can do that without the power of God in my life. I want you to know that. See, the second thing. Um, because God is greater than my enemies, I can, how do I live? I can live without malice. Second thing. goes close. It's close. It's, real. it's a cousin, but it's not the same thing. I, I can live without bitterness. One's directed at a person, the malice. Bitterness is more something that, that comes out from within. And you could argue that certainly bitterness hits in, and then you start getting malicious. We could go, you know, you could argue that. But I just want you to just think about this for a moment, because this is, this is more of the internalized, internalized stuff that happens. And, and we become, in very subtle ways, bitter sometimes. I'm sure what the Bible teaches on that. Hebrews chapter 12, just one verse. Look, look after each other, so that, none of you falls to re- excuse me, so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Such a great verse. So descriptive. This poisonous root grows up. And then it's not just you, but it's because, you know, bitter people don't just affect themselves. Everybody around them. You can always tell them. You can always tell where they are. I mean, it's just kind of like a little clouds are all around, you know, like a cartoon. Just all kinds of clouds are coming up. So, boy, they're really bitter, and they're bitter at a person, or maybe it's a circumstance that they've been put in, that they're not happy about. You know, it's a long-term type of thing. He says, you, you, you can't let that take over your life. Um, this is an amazing quote right here, and you're never going to believe where it came from. But he's a person, it's a person that could say this with some authority, I believe. I'm not going to show you who said it. Just look at this quote. Those who hate you don't win unless you hate them, and then you destroy yourself. Pretty good, huh? Never guess who said that. All right, let me show you. Richard Nixon said that. I think he probably had some experience with that. And I don't know how he handled all that, and I'm not the judge and, and so forth, but I'll tell you, that's, that's, um, that's a very good thought. Bitterness can be very subtle. It can just sort of stay buried in the late, you know, kind of late way back in the inner, inner recesses of your heart or of your mind. And, and, it, it, and all of a sudden it may pop up. Something stirs in your mind and boom, there it is. And it might be for a person. It might be for that thing. It might be for that circumstance. It might be for a person because of the circumstances you're in now because of what they did. It could be all, it's just all kinds of ways that could happen. But I'm telling you, if, if you, if you don't deal with that, you can be one sorry son of a gun. You really are. And, uh, and some of you, we all know what that's like, to, to be around a person who's bitter. They're just, they're just pathetic. You know? and, and let's face it, some people have reasons to be bitter. I mean, if you had a situation where your parents were abusive and, and, and some of the other things that go along with it, I mean, there's good reason to be. But that's not going to help you any. And that's the issue. It's not about the reasons. It's not about, well, there was good cause there. It's not about that. It's about what you're going to do with that. God gives us and can give us that ability to rise above whatever it is that's going on internally with that bitterness. Bitterness, as my friend says, is, 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 you know, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I mean, it's just that bad. 
And, uh, and so many times we see that. God never intended you to live that way. Never intended that. All right, those are, the, those are the two of the negative things. God is greater than my enemies, therefore I, I, therefore I can live without bitterness. I can live without, I can live without um, malice. Now, what's the positive? Let's get something positive here. This is the good stuff here. God is greater than my enemies, therefore how do I live? I, I prioritize blessing. This is huge. This is huge. I, I put a priority on affirming people, on valuing people, on blessing them, um, holding them in the esteem that God, that God created them to be. You know, and this is an issue that it, it's not a matter of what's deserved. You say, well, what if they don't deserve it? That's not the point. The point is I'm going to treat people like that. I want to take you to a passage that's very detailed. Now, I'll just let it explain itself because it just talks about this whole concept of, 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 of being a blessing, particularly when people treat you negatively. So watch this. Chapter 12, Romans, bless those who persecute you. Persecute can come many ways. Call you names, you know, talk down to you, cheapen you, you know, devalue you. It can come in many ways. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. This is just a great passage, isn't it? Um, Verse 18, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Another translation puts it this way, uh, live at peace with all so far as it depends on you. Let me just tell you, not everybody wants to live at peace. And there are people in your life right now who you might want to be at peace with, but they don't want to be at peace. You can't do anything about that. Can't do anything about that. But you're not supposed to. You just do what you can do. You know? You bless them and pray for them. Pray that God would work in their lives and, 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 and you keep going. Um, keep reading here because this is just, it just gets good. Uh, verse 19, dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous Anger of God, for the Scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, this is really really good. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. I don't know if you've ever done that or not. I have. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes... Sometimes I've done it not with the right motive. Sometimes because I can be a bit of a smart aleck on on a bad day. Sometimes on a good day. But... Um, sometimes I will do this to get a response. You know, somebody, somebody cuts me off in traffic and I happen to run into them there in the store. I'll say, hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and obviously sometimes my motive is just to be a, a smart aleck and, and that's not good, okay? But when we can, when we can by God's power, it's only a God thing, when we can have the right motive, to be able to come back and somebody says something or does something, we're able to come back and say, hey, I hope you have a good day. I hope you do okay. And really mean it. Not to try to get a response, not to try to be a smart aleck, not, not for any other reason, but just because you want, you know, because that's the right thing to do. That's really pretty cool. And I got to tell you, people do not know how to respond to that, especially in New Jersey. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't have any idea how to respond to that. And again, that's not the reason we do it. We do it because it's the right thing to do. But... um. It's just so clear. I mean, if your enemies are, you know, you, you do something 
something, you know, some kind act, some random act of kindness, as they say. Because, see, here's the key. I left out one verse. I'm going to show it to you right now. Here's the key. Here's what happens when we don't. Look at verse 21. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. That's the key verse there. How many times have we let the evil conquer us and we get right into that game? And we're no better and we're no different. And God says, I don't want my people living like that. Is that hard to do? Sometimes it is hard to do. Particularly if you're one of those people like me who's got a quick response and a quick trigger and you have a tendency to to open mouth and engage brain about two minutes later. Some of you, some of you, maybe you've done that. I've done it more than once. Um, but his, his point here is just how, how, if, if God is greater than my enemies, and he is, and we know that, how am I going to live? I'm not going to have malice. I'm not going to go with the way, route of bitterness. I'm going, to, I'm going to make blessing people, honoring people, a priority in my life. That's going to be so different than the rest of the, rest of the world lives. It's amazing the difference that will make. And sometimes, let me take this in, sometimes this even might work right in your home. Sometimes your enemy might be your mate just for a little while. You know, and things get hot and heated in a negative way, right? And things get said, and then you respond, and, and she, she says this, and you say, well, you're one too, and, and you go on and on and on. And somebody's got to stop this somewhere, and, you, and, and the, way that, the way you stop that is just by saying, hey, 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 let's stop this. I love you. You know, Gen- uh, Proverbs tells us a soft answer turns away wrath. Harsh word stirs up anger. How many times if we would just change the just change one or two one or two conjunctions in a sentence could we change that whole thing? You know, instead of saying, "Well, you, you know, just say, "Hey, let's talk." It takes one person to do that. And it can change. It can some of those some of these things. It just it, it just hinges on the right sentence. And I pray that you will let ask God to help you say the right sentence. Maybe stop the sentence here instead of over here. You know what I mean? In some cases. So, a priority on blessing, affirming, valuing people and not putting them down and not, not putting, you know, not trying to get even, not trying to get back. It's just that don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Let me show you. I mean, really, I want to tell you one more quote before I do. Just think about that a minute. God is greater. God is greater than my enemies. Therefore, how do I live? I live without malice. I live without bitterness. I live, without, I live with, with blessing as a priority in my life. Let's just stop for a minute. How are you doing with that? Can we describe your life like that? You say, well, Rich, you don't know what I've been through. No, I don't. And none of us all know what the other persons are, but God does. And let me just say, you can't do this. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to be real blunt. You can't do this without, without Christ in your life. You can't. You can give, you know, some people are different personalities and they can, give, they can give the appearance of being okay and all that. But you can't do this if you don't have a relationship with God Almighty and Christ working in your heart and in your mind and giving you the ability to not say, do, or even just think, Oh, I'm so glad something bad happened to them. That's why Jesus came. 
to give us that ability to have a relationship with our God and our Creator, to have the, the indwelling Holy Spirit who works in us so that, so that when, we do, when we do have those times, whether it, be, whether it be in my home, whether it be somebody cutting me off in traffic and being able to honestly say, God bless you. Can you do that? You say, oh, come on now. You can do that. I've done it two or three times. Um, you can do that. By God's power. I, do I have that ability to do myself? I do not. I'm bad. I mean, you know what? I, 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 thankfully, I'm, I'm mostly over this thought. I used to have the, this horrible thought when I first moved here that I wanted to get a rubber car, just a big rubber car, and, and every time somebody did something wrong, just smash into their car and back up and go move somewhere else and just take off. That was, that was kind of my saying. Don't be laughing at that now. That's not a good thing for us to think about. Um, that's how bad I am. You know, and it, wouldn't it be cool? And then, no, that wouldn't be cool. Uh, with God working in our heart, we can go from wanting some big wrecker rubber car to mess everybody else up to say, God bless you. I don't know what, I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what struggles you're having. Whether it be that person that just said something to me at work or whether it be a client that's just acting like a first-class jerk or whether it be um, even in my own home. With God's power and God's ability, I'm able to say, you know, bless you. Just bless you. And just utter a, just a brief prayer. In your mind, God help them. Bless them. I mean, that's what, that's what God wants. And that's just, that's such a revolutionary concept. See, it's so different than, than, than me loving Jack Bauer come on and saying, give it to him, baby. You know, get the drill and get all whatever else you need to get. And go, you know, it's so different, such a different reaction. It's countercultural. All right? And, and yet that's so much what, what, what God wants from us is to be able to say, hey, God bless you. You know, by God's power, by God's strength, you can do that. Let me show you what Bacon said. Sir Francis Bacon said many, many wise things. Sir Francis Bacon, in taking revenge, a man is not, is, excuse me, a man is but even with his enemy, but in passing it over, he is superior. In passing it over, he is superior. God calls us to a higher way. And he doesn't just call us to a higher, superior way. He gives us the ability when we're followers of Christ to do that as we yield and as we, as we cooperate with the Spirit of God who lives in us. He calls us, this is what's so cool about this thing of, 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 of faith in Christ and, and, and your faith journey, is that God gives us, he says, you've you got a higher way here, and I'm going to give you the ability to do that through a relationship with me, through God. I just think that's so great. And I've I got to tell you, I have lived a few months at times with some malice and some ill will and thinking about some people who just, you know, did me wrong. And I never want to live, I don't want to go visit that place again. I mean, whatever else they did, however wrong they were, it doesn't matter. That's not a good place for me to be. It's not a good place for you to be. And you know, if you've been there, you know that. That's just, and God just has so much more for us. But it can only be achieved and lived out through the Spirit of God who lives in us. And we thank Him for that. Let's pray and ask God to work in our hearts, all of us, with that issue. Lord God, we, um, we're very weak people. We tend to be petty. We tend to be vindictive. We tend to hold grudges. And it is only by the power of you, God, and an understanding of the fact that you, Jesus, came and lived and suffered and died and rose again and, and now give us the ability to have access to our God, our Creator,
and live in us through the Holy Spirit to give us the right responses at times instead of being petty and hateful and all the things that go along with that. We thank you for that, and we pray, God, that we would just utilize that. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the unconditional love and forgiveness that you give us all day, every day. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.